0: everybody and welcome back to the State of Play podcast episode 83. I'm your host Martino Puccio alongside me. This week is Pepericia. We get him back. We lose Matt Santangelo. Matt has a lot of work. And to what a to trade see. that is. It is. It is. It's, uh, you know, it's the opposite of Mourinho for Pochettino, right? I guess you could say. Matt's just the washed up old guy. And you're the <laughs> new and improved younger uh, top manager. um so yeah no i'm just busting balls matt matt'll be back probably next week and we'll probably preview some mls stuff but first of all how are you um arsenal still getting on your nerves a little bit i mean
1: look when you go 3-0 down in 30 minutes and then go to 3-3 where get in a game you should have won like i mean that must have been fun as a neutral a neutral party Mm -hmm. but it was not as an arsenal fan i was watching it with my west ham housemate um mm. which was great fun oh, he oh. Okay. he brought his west ham rug in from his room into the <laughs> living room where we were watching it when they went 3-0 up and uh yeah wiped my ass on it when we were 3-3 back into the game
0: oh my god that's a horrible why would you you can't move if you're any superstitious if any part of your fiber (laughs) is superstitious you don't move anything in the room you don't change anything that you were doing you don't bring in a rug that's just ultimate cockiness especially from a west Ham fan they should know better they should know better than that you can't get too ahead of yourselves um yeah and matches like that too like you get the point and you say, okay, we came back down from three nil, but you don't feel good about it at all because it's just, you get a point out of it and the odds of like coming back from three nil aren't high. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you should have won the game, uh, the match, sorry, as you guys yeah. say it, um, then it's disappointing. But we obviously have to get into a lot of uh, bigger matches and especially the UCO. Um, there weren't that many surprises um, we got a couple wrong. I think we pretty much exchanged uh, on who we thought we would, would advance and what we got wrong um, in terms of uh, advancing. I know one that we exchanged was I thought Atalanta was going to beat Real Madrid because I thought of that away fixture and then that red card happened and then, you know, Atalanta couldn't do anything over the two legs, really. Um, and then PSG-Barca, I think you guys might have had Barca advancing and then I thought PSG would. Um, so we exchanged there. The biggest shock, most likely, was Atletico uh, just doing nothing against him. Oh, they were
1: awful. Nothing, they were really, really nothing. poor.
0: Horrible. Horrible. And you know what? The, the craziest part is just like, João Felix, again, Like you sign him to be your focal point of the future and this new generation. And on top of, you know, you get Suarez in there. And his away scoring record in the Champions League is absolutely dreadful. And that continued, and that's gonna—that's a real blemish, I think, in his career. If there, there's very few besides the biting yeah. incidents. Um, but it's—I think Pet—it's like up to 24 matches straight in the Champions League away matches that he hasn't scored.
1: Uh, when was the that's last really one? bad? When was the last one that he did?
0: Was it? I don't know. So that includes group stage. Barca is getting pretty far. So you would, you know, the, the, the other legs in there. So like you could get to like three or four matches, you know, that's around six to seven per year, depending on how deep you go into the champions league. That's brutal. We're talking about one of the f- best strikers of all time and all time, arguably yeah. the best of his generation, just being a total no show.
1: I know. Right? It's, uh I remember the last one was it where he nutmegged David Luiz and put it into the top corner <laughs> against p s g was that was that the year twenty fourteen but that's that seems ages ago surely he's scored an away goal that since is, then. it
0: is it's over half a decade ago
1: yeah I'm sure he's scored one since then though um uh, I mean yeah, I mean that and Juventus were obviously the the big shocks for me oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, you yeah, know yeah. i I'd, I'd watched a fair bit of Atletico this season like they looked very good. They came into the first leg with like a load of injuries and suspensions. And I think yeah. that's kind of halted their momentum. So I think if Chelsea had played the beginning of the season, Atletico... Um, with Chelsea would've...
0: beginning of the season, like the way oh, they yeah. were.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and look, t- Thomas Tuchel again, like that's something that I keep kept calling out as as being a bad fit, but it's looking like a really, really good fit at the moment. Like he's really... um Got them defending exceptionally well. It looks like, kind of from what we've seen, he's a manager that doesn't necessarily thrive when there's really, really big egos and superstars. But in this Chelsea Mm -hmm. team, like apart from like a Thiago Silva, like you don't really have that many huge personalities, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, Thomas Tuchel eating humble hum- pie on that one. Congrats to him and Chelsea. Like he's been doing a fucking sterling job. Um, and uh, yeah, really disappointed by Atletico and Simeone. I really thought that they, I-, I think in the second leg, like I don't know how they don't get a penalty in red card, to be honest with you. Um, I thought that was a crazy bad decision. Like, considering you've got VAR, you can see the tug, like it's impeded him. I don't know why they didn't give that, but but nonetheless, Chelsea deserved to go through. Like, absolutely, like Atletico Madrid did not deserve to go through in that like uh, in that tie. So I guess you know, uh, justice was, was they were
0: correctly. they were outplayed by For their own one. style. One, their yeah, own style much.
1: in the first leg
0: was the exact type of way and match that Chelsea needed. And again, Olivier Giroud he's got to be one of the most underrated players in the world still coming in with a goal like that like he's so ridiculous like he's just and again he kind of fits into that personality of what that squad has kind of transformed into um you know just a quiet lead on the field type of player that you know we get it he could be a model like Hector Bellerin as well um off the pitch but he just he just constantly produces. And that guy could walk into any club in the world, in my opinion, and would be a welcomed uh, addition. to. And, and Tuchel as well. I think the important part is this. I think Chelsea's really difficult start to the season has so many players motivated um, to play their best because a lot of them have a lot to prove. And I think the important thing with Timo Werner and to see what he's done a lot better is all the little things outside of scoring. You know his work rate is being um, increased exponentially. I think I think he's creating a lot more and not and not looking to, to score and get off the 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 snide as it's a, just a term used here um, to kind of break his goal scoring droughts. He's he's not really just focused on that at this point. It seems like he was pressing for a long time to just consistently score goals. Meanwhile, he could offer a lot more than that. And that's why he was such a coveted player is because he was able to go out wide and he's got great pace. And, you know, he he was doing more than that. And and then I also, I think it was in the match against Liverpool not too long ago where he was really creating a lot of chances and he could have had a couple goals. I think they were called back from VAR. But I mean, again, it's just, Slowly turn around a player like that. Havertz looks a lot more comfortable as well. Um, And and Pulisic back healthy again. I think it can't be understated on how valuable he could be for them um, because he obviously had to get those hamstring issues sorted out. I just think as a collective unit, you're right. He's just – Thomas Tuchel has gotten them healthy at the the right time and playing the proper football and the talent level that they're at, which is a top three Premier League side, which they should be. Um, so for me, I think he's definitely done the most impressive job in 2021 out of any manager in, uh, all of Europe. And, and that goes without saying for Pep Guardiola, because I mean, what can you say about city, right? Just total dominance. So, I mean, we should probably talk about their draw and where they're falling in, um, at this point in the season, right? This is the big one, pet. Like, again, this is <laughs> all about city season is coming down to the champions league, I'm not trying to give them an out if they do get eliminated, but man, this is such a difficult draw. Like but if they get through this part, then you could say they're in the best position they've ever been in to win the Champions League. Yeah. The, I, I actually through. don't
1: think it's, it's a hard best. draw. I actually don't think it's a hard draw for City.
0: Well, like I meant I meant their side of the bracket, not this specific draw for this round.
1: Sorry. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean, sorry. Um Yeah. I, I expect them to coast past Dortmund. Like Haaland could <laughs> score three goals and City will still go in through like Sancho and Harland could play 10 out of 10 in both games and City would go through simply because Borussia Dortmund and I've watched a lot of them this season are horrible Mm. defensively horrible and they're the
0: worst side left in the Champions League defensively by far
1: oh easily I mean look like Pepe and Bemba walk into that team right so uh, (laughs) there's no doubt about that Pepe's
0: probably the greatest defender of all time at this point (laughs)
1: this, this current Pepe Maybe in the Champions League, like there's an argument to be made. Him and him and Ramos, like they're definitely up there, right? Um, I yeah, yeah like I just I just don't understand uh, how anyone could see Dortmund going through. City are playing at a higher level than anyone is in the world at the moment, like by head and shoulders, right? Defensively, offensively, mm-hmm. like all round, they are just a juggernaut at the moment and it's going to take a lot for them to be stopped and i think it's going to have to be Bayern or psg that stop them otherwise they are going to go to the final uh and probably win the final so yeah i've got man city winning that easily i think they're favorites for the champions league to be honest with you like i think they're over two legs as well considering that they have to play like those one of those great teams over two legs that actually probably is better for the better team, if that makes well, sense. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better for the better team. Mm-hmm. Same with, you know, uh, legs of seven in in the NBA and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I think I think City will coast through it, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, and even if we want to get into betting-wise, um, are there, of course, they're going to be heavy favorites as well, simply because of the fact that you have the two other main favorites facing off against each other in Bayern and PSG which are you know Bayern's considered the second favorite at this point city's by a by a pretty decent margin the favorite in this and that's simply because it goes down to matchups right like more teams are going to bet on city to win it just because city has an easier matchup than the other two and i th- and i think you're right like psg does not scare me i think they're comfortably the third best team on that side of the bracket right I don't. I think it clearly goes at this point. If you want to go by form and not kind of give Bayern the respect that I think they would deserve, it's City, Bayern, PSG, and then Dortmund. I think that's. I think it's pretty clear to say. And there's there's some vulnerabilities to Bayern, Pet, and I. I think we've seen it in that match that you watched the Dortmund Bayern match, right? When Holland scored two goals inside the ten minutes away at Bayern. Um, and then they pretty much unfolded from there and in Bayern scored about four unanswered goals, um, which is the tricky part about going ahead so early against a team like that. They have 80 minutes to make it up and that's terrifying for me. There's a more of a vulnerability this year. I think Alfonso Davies has kind of taken half a step back and not playing to the level that he was last year at all. Um, and it's not really a disrespect to him. It's the ebbs and flows of a young player, right? to consistently play at a high level as the best left back in the world at age 20, 21 is it's a lot to ask of somebody, especially in a side like that when you're playing week in week out. And this is the first, you know, major full season that he's the main starter as left back. So for me, I think there's some vulnerability there. You could see why they're investing in Upa Meccano as well, um, which that is pretty much finalizing. Um, So for, so for you, I'm really interested in this Bayern PSG matchup. Yeah, I think it can go either way. I'm picking Bayern still, but what does PSG have to do in this matchup in order to go through? Like Neymar and Mbappe have to be top three Ballon d'Or candidates in order for this to happen. In my opinion, they need the firepower in this. They they're they're not going to beat Bayern by being a defen- by having defensive masterpiece. That I mean, you could rely on Kaylor Navas only so much. Um, you know, which is. A huge plus, but then again, Bayern also have Manuel Neuer, so it could cancel itself out at the end of the day.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's a the most interesting. Uh, I think it's definitely the most interesting tie, right? Like mm-hmm. Bayern have had some real—I uh, well, don't know, like what do you even want to call it? Like real dips in defensive form, at least. Um, I've watched a few of their games. Absolutely. Really, really shoddy. PSG seem to turn up whenever they want. Do you know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> they, they are awful against some, uh, some, some teams, and then they league have a crunch. Teams, yeah. They, yeah, they have a, a crunch league game against Lyon, and they win or they go four 0 up, and the game's over. And this is against your title like your closest title contender right uh, a, a <laughs> massive game against barcelona they they're comfortable in both legs right um they destroy them at the new camp and then see the job through at the, the park to France. um so like when they want to this is like a top 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 team and this has been without neymar right this without the yeah. like second third best player in the world which is what neymar.
0: they're so used to at this point right yeah like yeah, they're yeah so prepped for these matches that they're like okay we don't have neymar again
1: yeah <laughs> um but look like we we presume that he's going to be back for this leg for these this game and i think mm. it's going to be a high scoring affair um over two legs i'm a lot more excited to see it than in a one kg one off like final game because that final was obviously quite disappointing um so i'm really excited to see this leg, uh these two legs fold out
0: yeah i don't uh, i'm i'm going with Bayern. i feel more comfortable with them they're the reliable team Mbappe again, you know, PSG had those chances in that final. It's just, you know, they did they just weren't clinical enough. Again, Neymar has this opportunity and I know it's it's a lot to put on pressure with a guy like that, but again, I don't know. I think I think that this is where they missed Thiago Silva Pet. I think it's going to show in a tie like this. Um so yeah, let's go on to the other side of the bracket before we head on over to um some uh, leagues we got Porto, Chelsea. We already pretty much discussed that. Porto was impressive. Juve had their chances. Federico Chiesa really dominated over those two legs. I think he was by far the best player out of the two sides. Um, the way Porto was scoring, you know, their set pieces, there's a terrible back pass by Benton Um, They're obviously limited in terms of quality. They were running out of gas when they were down a man in that second leg. For me, Porto wasn't overwhelmingly convincing against the worst Juventus side in a decade pet. So I can't take too much away from that. And I'm not really trying to be disrespectful to Porto. They were clearly the best team over the two legs and deserve to go through. Um, Yeah, but I think Chelsea's just playing too well. I don't think there's really much else to say with that. Um, Then we'll go to the final one here. Real Madrid-Liverpool.
1: Really interesting matchup. Really interesting. It feels like
0: they're both in the same um, situation where their best chance to win a trophy arguably could be the Champions League because the league kind of seems out of, you know, their grasp. Well, Real Madrid have a better chance than Liverpool. Trust me. Like, I mean, there's no yeah. debate with that, but you know, for Real Madrid now, this is their bread and butter competition. They have, I feel like they still have that mental edge over Liverpool yeah. considering that final. Um, so go ahead. You take, you take this one.
1: Well, I mean, six points separates the, the top three in, in La Liga. So I think Atletico now having to concentrate solely on La Liga will probably still win. Uh, but Barcelona and and then will be top two, I think. I think Real Madrid will end up with third, especially as Barcelona seemingly are finding some form. Um, this is a really interesting match matchup, isn't it? I think that uh, we are... Seeing the best of Liverpool in the Champions League, and we are also seeing a Real Madrid team that's starting to click a little bit more. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is another one like the PSG bind that could kind of go either way. I've got a feeling that Real Madrid are somehow gonna shithouse their way through, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just do, I yeah.
0: Did, is this is this a classic um away goal fixture? That just like this solely comes down to who plays better at home in this. Like who do you, like if there was ever a team that you trust in this, like that's remaining in the Champions League to put in a great performance at Anfield, granted Liverpool have been dreadful at Anfield recently. I would like, I wouldn't be surprised by, you know, Real Madrid doing that. And we've seen some of the statistics coming out and we've shared these in the group stat of, of, I think it was Maxi Angelo, a former guest on the podcast. Uh, Kareem Benzema's goals and when he scores his goals in La Liga are against some of the top sides in goal-winning situations. And you couple that with Sergio Ramos, who's one of the clutchest players of all time. That's just a side I, I rely upon more. And for Liverpool, there's a lot of inconsistencies and Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino aren't even close to the players that they have been in recent years. I have trouble trusting them in these matchups. There are certain players on Real Madrid as well, like Vinicius Jr. There's a lot of things that you, that you say, okay, there's a lot of talent there, but his finishing is pretty dreadful in the final third pack. Vinicius, and that's sorry. just not someone, I, I just can't trust a player like that. And it's really difficult for me. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just trust Real Madrid more at this point. It's form. There's, you know, the history of them just stepping up in the Champions League. And and we know Liverpool is a side that does fantastic in the Champions League. And they played great against leipzig Pet, And that's a side that could be really tricky and difficult to advance against. And they handled them easily. There wasn't really any threat of them potentially losing those legs over the two legs at all. So for me, I'm more comfortable with taking Real Madrid advancing in this. But how would you be shocked at all? Like your level of shock from a 1 to 10 scale I would be shocked on a four to five if Liverpool were to advance. It wouldn't be that shocking.
1: No, I I see this as like a 50... 50-50 50-50 tie a 55-45 mm. tie do you know what i mean i think it's really close mm-hmm. and i think how many times have you seen it before where a team just looks so disinterested and demotivated in the league <laughs> but go all out in the champions league right we saw it with chelsea when they when they uh won it under Roberto Di Matteo right against they were eighth, I believe, the right yeah there was six, seventh at the time or something like that like i think yeah, they ended they up being fifth. six mm-hmm. yeah they ended up being six i think so like you have it quite often i think even arsenal right when when we got to the final we were um fifth at the time and then came fourth on on the final day or the, or the day before the final day so sometimes you do get that like where a team just goes on that run they have the quality they have a, a couple of star players uh like you know omri with arsenal uh drogba with chelsea in that in that mm-hmm. in that, uh run with uh matter and this time liverpool you've got you have pretty much got world class all over the yeah. place apart from at center back at the moment. Milan
0: right? finished fourth in two thousand seven and Kaka yeah, went on see? that insane run. Like there's exactly. plenty of examples. There's there's no correlation, which just makes it that much more fascinating, right? Because Real Madrid also wasn't winning those leagues when they were going on the three peat Barca yeah. was winning those handily, right? It's a, like and that's what just shows like how insane Bayern is, by the way, with the sextuple, double. They just keep on getting troubles, like it's nothing. Um so I guess we could just give a pick right here. I don't I don't know. I did text in the group and I said Liverpool should go all out to try and win the <laughs> Champions League because I think it is possible. I just I don't know. There's something about Sergio Ramos and 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 just like this last, it's kind of like the last dance kind of thing with Real Madrid and the Champions League with the score. It's still up in the air on whether or not Sergio Ramos ends up staying. We don't know if Zinedine Zidane ends up staying. Um, there's a real path for them to make the final. I kind of just trust them in this spot over Liverpool. But again, it wouldn't shock me if Liverpool advanced. I I think I'll have Real Madrid, Chelsea, um, Bayern, and then Man City all winning this round. I don't know what you have.
1: I I have... uh, Well, I've got the obvious ones in in Chelsea and City. I think those are pretty Mm. cut dry. Um, I've then got... Madrid and PSG. There we go. PSG. Yes, oh look, right. I think I, they're 50 50, right? So I'm just like I
0: understand. No, no, I I'm understand. Just it's just I'm trying to gut. think on like how it
1: goes for like who how steps up at a Neymar it,
0: or Mbappe.
1: How it goes is Mbappe does a new camp again. <laughs> he's a he's
0: he's been he's been unreal. I thought, you know, they looked a little shaky in that return in the second leg though. Yeah. It was at the like start, a slight really window. Complacent. Right? You saw the the little the little window there where you kind of say like, oh my God, it's PSG Barca in the Champions League again. Like it's like it's gonna happen, but it but it ended up not happening because Barca's just not good enough like that to overcome that amount, not this Barca side. But yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. They like, you know, you could win on individual brilliance and they got the two players to do that. Um, All right. So we'll keep it with PSG. Fabrizio Romano is uh, pretty much breaking that Neymar has agreed to a contract extension with PSG. Pet, this is going to run through 2026. Um, As you mentioned pre-show, he's already in his late 20s, 29 years of age. It's pretty much going to use up the rest of his prime considering his injury track record it's most certainly going to be that because you can only imagine how many more times this guy can get injured and you know come back and be healthy and productive over the course of a 38 match season on top of all these other competitions um so yeah but Neymar just in a vacuum pet when he initially signed for PSG I was under the impression that yes he wanted to do this on his own as in winning the Champions League, being the best player on his squad, and then eventually return back to Barcelona or go elsewhere, you know, at the back end of his prime. But Pet, he's here to stay, and he's going to solidify his legacy as a PSG player um, in Europe. For me, I mean, I'm not surprised by it. PSG can pay him the most money by far. They could offer him the best situation in terms of pressure as well. I think it's a I think it's a home run for Neymar and PSG. The only thing that would make this you know kind of disappointing is if Kylian Mbappe doesn't end up staying for a longer time. But I mm. think they can eventually get that done unless Real Madrid comes in with their mega usual offer or City for that matter. Um, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a perfect um, relationship for the two of them. I think I think they're I think they're a good match for, for Neymar and PSG. And you know what. They have to win a Champions League within that window, Pet, outside of this year. They have to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean... Look, I think that when you're 29, hmm. you either sign a blockbuster three-year deal with a team or three or four-year deal for a lot of money, and then hmm. you go and do a... You go to the MLS or you go somewhere else. Hmm. Or you get something as big as like what he's been offered. To extend to 2026... He will be thirty-four f- or five, thirty going on thirty-five by then, which is a big commitment um, yeah. to front February. From, yeah, from PSG, right? Because you're basically saying we're gonna pay you however much we're gonna pay you a year, which is gonna be a fucking lot, right? Um, and we're gonna do that for <laughs> the last two years of your prime, let's say twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, those those years. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to carry through that contract up to 32, 33, 34, 35, which let's be honest, you know, he'd be inhuman to carry on. Look at Messi and Ronaldo, right? Like, it's just not possible. Like, Considering
0: how hurt he gets.
1: Yeah, there's no way he can be this good at 34, 35, right? Like what Messi and Ronaldo and him have done in terms of their like year on year output has been incredible, but mm. far the time is undefeated, right? As we've seen with Ronaldo and we was, as we've seen with Messi, like it's very difficult to play at the tip, top, 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 top level for <laughs> that long, especially when you're 35 or 38 or whatever like these guys are going to be. Sure. Um, it's just hard. And I think that, so PSG, they have to do it. They can't lose both. And, you know, you probably tie down the more marketable one and the guy that draws other players in to come to, to PSG, the guy who's made PSG a, a big club in the modern era. Um, and mm-hmm. that probably, yeah, that probably makes or at least encourages Mbappe to uh, to kind of stay on.
0: Yeah, because Mbappe at the end of the day, even if he does sign one more extension pet, he still has that opportunity to go to Real Madrid or wherever the else he would have a dream of playing, because I don't really see anywhere else for him to end up playing. Like no one, no one else is going to afford him heading into his prime. Who even knows if Real Madrid could? For but you're right though. You you have to lock up the guy who is the main centerpiece of this project post Ibrahimovic, right? Post Cavani, yeah. where. They got the best strikers in the world and some of the best players to get that reputation where, you know, you start winning those trophies, you start making Champions League consistently and doing fairly well at the time, right? Like making quarterfinals was was okay for them. It wasn't the end-all be-all. But at a certain point, when you say, when you sign Neymar and you start spending more money, your ambitions change. And it's not just about your Ligoon titles, it's about getting into the Champions League final and eventually winning it. They finally got to one. It was a disappointing result for them. But you're right. Um, I think there is other stuff that they have to eventually figure out. I think the Icardi situation is very fascinating. Uh, Whether or not he returns to Serie A could be uh, one interesting dynamic for them. Uh, And at the end of the day, right, like you have to lock up this guy. And I I think there is a window currently and the timeline with COVID that it might be easier for them, and it plays into their hand that Mbappe would re-sign or extend for at least two to three years, right? Like, you could get that. I know, I'm i not too sure about a four- to five-year-length deal for Mbappe. I don't see that happening, potentially. But I do I do see something along the lines of, you know, Mbappe's like, okay, we'll give it a couple more years when Neymar's in his early 30s at least when you would assume that massive drop-off drop in quality would happen. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think this is a a great move for PSG. I think it's good for football in general because if he were to head back to Barcelona or go to a Man City, it kind of just would have been taken away another big player. And it's not to say PSG wouldn't have spent more money. It's just, you know, like the rich get richer. You want you want more contenders in this for the time being, and I think um, it's a it's a great move. I think we should get to our plug though real quick. Pet wants me to do this one instead because he's a little too shy behind uh, the microphone right now. So we'd like to let you know this podcast has brought to you in affiliation with SoRare, the global blockchain fantasy game. SoRare is a fantasy game of soccer or football where players buy, sell, and trade and manage. <laughs> a, what? What, what? You don't like the so word okay. soccer? <laughs> hey, hey, you wrote this out for me, man. It's in the bio. Um, <laughs> players buy, sell, and trade and manage a virtual team with digital player cards basically nfts if you saw recently on twitter that jack the creator of twitter was selling his original tweet for nft pet how much was it going for 2.7 2. million, million
1: dollars yeah, yeah i actually bid for it but got out
0: you did oh yeah you did what well, was <laughs> 2 it 2.7 i was at 2.5 <laughs> yeah 2.5 2. um if you use and link and buy um from our link you get five new cards on the primary market, both individual cards and bundles, and then you get one free rare card. So you head on over to so rare.pxf.io backslash sop pet. I believe you said you had a Memphis to Pie card. Yeah, that's that the free one getting.
1: that I got. That's the free one I got when I signed up with with someone else's link, which is worth like a load of money. Which is which is great.
0: Can't buy Jack's tweet, but it's worth a lot. Um, yeah,
1: I, look, oh, I tried, man. As I said, I bid at two point five. It didn't work. <laughs>
0: what? What? Oh my god! 2. You, know, you know, what? You know what would be an amazing tweet to own? PK's tweet when he says Cicada. For, oh like, man, that would. Can be you so imagine good. owning that tweet? Fuck Can you no. imagine owning that? Someone tweet? do that, man. That's that. That's just a great one. I just put that idea out there. I believe I deserve a portion of it um for whoever purchases it uh just because i brought that up clear. so sign up the link is in the bio there um we also attach it to the podcast um in the reply tweet when we uh tweet out uh, the podcast episode whenever that's released so look out for that and if santangelo doesn't do it we'll berate him in the chat for that yes yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we want to continue on with ligoon and the race in there or do we want to head on over the Liga? up to you
1: well i mean quick one that looked like it was going to be exciting, but I don't think it's going to be exciting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Monaco looked really good, by the way. Um, like, I think PSG obviously went over to uh, Leon. Leon had a big opportunity there to not lose, and they were 4 0 down within 65, 70 minutes, I think. Um, so, yeah, that didn't go too well for them. Uh, Lille obviously came up with a defeat as well. So it meant that PSG are top of. Uh, Liga, and now it's kind of like you have to chase us rather than them being the chasers. Uh, which is obviously not the position you want to be hunting down a team that can go and win, you know, five or six more in a row. But like after 30 games played, for this mm-hmm. not to be a runaway is pretty impressive, isn't it, Matt? Not Matt, Matt. Martino, Matt. Oh, okay. Matt,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Every, everybody's <laughs> the same from the East Coast. All right. Um, Obviously. I mean, look at it. I mean, it's, it's really with the top four, then there's the clear drop off after that. Sorry to Mo Ali, by the way, but what I say, um, (laughs) so Monaco, yes. Impressive again. And they've how many countless times have we had to see that club retool after selling countless talented players. And this is kind Mm -hmm. of where they come back around. They're a very cyclical club, um, but they're more in, you know, the two to three year range of cyclical, not the, you know, eight to 10 year, um, area. Leon again, I think I think it's nice for them and it's imperative that they have to at least get to that qualifying round for the Champions League yeah, because you're absolutely probably gonna be losing Memphis to Pi, right? Well, um, I mean he's got six months left, he's definitely gone, right? Yeah, he's not resigning. I'm just I'm just being nice, all right, for all the Leon fans <laughs> who are who are here listening, potentially. All of those Leon Lil-
1: fans that are listening.
0: <laughs> yeah. For Lille, I mean, what else can you say, right? This is a talent factory, Pat, and probably at the, the height of all these French clubs, because we know France is this hotbed of just like talent. Where mm. we talk about it all the time on here, where these top European clubs come in, they poach the top talent and, and they bring them over um, to their clubs and then they develop them. They do a great job of retooling and, and reinventing themselves. Pet, they're t- they're they're tied on points. I know PSG have incredible. lost the same amount of matches that Monaco have with seven. The difference is the draws, right? Um, so for me with Lil, they they by the way the way they have reinvigorated Renato Sanchez and revived him has been so impressive. I don't know if you cashed him at all this season when he he dominated against yeah, Milan uh, yeah.
1: uh, earlier in the season. He was he was awesome, right? Uh, he he got injured and hasn't really got back into the team. But like mm-hmm. I was just it was so weird. I was just about to say like they're not even starting him for example recently. <sighs> um you've got a guy like Sven Botman at the back who's been linked to Liverpool very uh, very much so uh mm. yes Yass- as well i think he's been linked with Milan before been linked with Arsenal certainly um you know of course Ikoné uh, Samare, uh, etc etc the canadian uh, jonathan david has
0: finally and jonathan bamba
1: and jonathan bamba like they've got a load of talent there and they will do the Pepe type sell for a lot of money and rebuy cheaper over and over again. Like you can see Jonathan David being there for another 18 to 26 months. Jonathan Bamba, mm-hmm. Icone, Yasitsi. You can see these guys like being there for for a reasonable amount of time, Botman being sold for big money, and then they reinvest either in uh in Liga or they go abroad like they did with um with Jonathan David, so so yeah, really impressive from them, hopefully they can take it to the wire, and hopefully Monaco can press PSG as well, and not to mention Leon of course, who have, a, who have a really nice running actually from now till the end of the season
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's a talented squad that performed well in the Champions League too in Leon, um, and again this is just, a side like Lil just gets it, right, you sell Victor Oshman to Napoli, that's millions upon millions of dollars, right I think it was near, pushing like 80 million euros Then, you know, even a guy like Rafael Leal, who didn't even play that much for them, and I know I'm bringing back Milan into this, but it's 30 million euros. You know, like, it all adds up at the end of the day. And when they're not, they don't even have to invest that much in their replacements. They're pretty much, in my opinion, they're the same thing as Atalanta in Serie A to, you know, Ligun. Except there isn't that, you know, accomplishments. There was accomplishments yet in Champions League. But this could be the beginning of that um, when uh, they hopefully qualify for their sake. As of right now, they are in. Who knows if they end up winning the title? You would feel that this is the opportunity to strike when the Iron's hot pet with eight matches left. PSG probably focus very much so on that matchup against Bayern Munich. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited against... to see
1: the run in, man. I'm kind of excited to see the run in here.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I really am. Um, if any of those three sides win, I think it's a big win for football. Um, so, let's get back to the other race that we thought wasn't really going to be much of a race but now all of a sudden you have to look over your shoulders if you're atletico madrid real madrid barcelona they're on their coattails pet and if leo messi pulls this off with barca he has been absolutely amazing in 2021 by the way oh he's been exceptional 15 goals seven assists man of the match awards consistently they battered Real Sociedad, who's had a rough go of it recently because yeah. they got battered by United. And now, <laughs> I mean, uh, now Barcelona destroyed them. I still think Atletico have everything that they need defensively, yeah. health wise, that they're getting healthier. They don't really have to worry about the Champions League anymore, obviously. Um, this is theirs to lose, Pat. And this would be a massive, devastating loss for Atletico Madrid to have this title slip through their yeah. fingers. And, and, they do, just...
1: and we do have Barcelona-Atletico Madrid on the 9th of May.
0: And it's only a legacy elevator for those who play for Real Madrid or Barcelona to yeah. end up winning a trophy like yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah. They're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose in this. It's all the There's a lot of pressure on Atletico
1: Madrid. Especially and on top after of... being knocked out of the Champions League.
0: And Simeone getting paid the money that he does.
1: He's like on so much money, man. Fuck, he's on so we, much We money.
0: like to talk about how clubs like, you know, PSG, um, Man City, Barca, Real Madrid, they spend all this money. They're very lucrative. Even Manchester United, you could toss that in there. We just always kind of went with, oh, Atletico doesn't really do that because they sell their players for high fees all the time. When reality, you look at it, they pay their wages very highly for some of their players. They spend the money, like 130 million euros for Jao Felix. And then you pay Simeone the money that he gets. You got to start winning trophies like this. You can't have a title slip through your hands here. And, you know, it could be, if it happens, it would be a very, you know, dramatic situation at Atletico that they have to, you know, kind of look at themselves and say, okay, what are we doing wrong here? Because we're very close to Champions League finals, lost a couple of them to Real Madrid. There was a great victory over Liverpool this time last year but then it faded when they played um, in the knockout rounds in the COVID restart over the summer. They have a very disappointing uh, match uh, fixture against Chelsea, and now if you blow the title, then you say what, Pat? Because now it's just getting to the point where it's inexcusable for a guy like Diego Simeone, and you're not saying that Atletico would fire him, but...
1: Well, they can't. (laughs) How do you fire someone who's on like 20 million euros a year?
0: (laughs) you don't i don't know but ask daniel levy in a few months i don't know
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> he's because because jose is getting how much is he getting paid i think he's around like 15 16 million pounds per no year. way uh, man wasn't he no jose Mourinho is what? getting paid over 10 million yes he
1: is no he's jose he is, getting that's paid. So hilarious oh my god he's on 15 million pounds a year i oh. told you you think i'm Ooh, lying yeah that's incredible. You wow. thought I was lying. I'm serious. Oh, my word, and it was a three and a half year deal. Daniel Lee. You think I'm lying to you? That's worst... what I told you. Ask Antonio Levine if you want. Worst dead... Oh, that is awful, man. You didn't get oh, Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Now, it's, I told you. Um, but yeah, like that's that's kind of where it's coming down to now, too. Um, Pat, I j- like you can't lose this title if you're the no.
1: exact No, 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 no. You can't. Um, you really can't. I think it's imperative they win it so i think they they will go all out to it but the, the fixture isn't the fixture one isn't awful it's not easy so they're gonna have to be careful i think on Barcelona, barca... like you notice you notice them playing more barca in the second leg of psv and is it as simple as laporte coming in Laporta coming in, sorry, as, as as president, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Mm. Have you ever seen a club who's more influenced by off-field antics than 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 Barcelona ever? I haven't. Like, Chelsea. It's incredible, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess so, maybe. But Chelsea, like, I...
0: Chelsea is probably the main club that thrives in drama. Barca, to an extent, I agree with you more recently, but I think this is probably, you know, Ronald Koeman's style is finally being adapted because the guy hasn't been there that long, right? I think they're getting guys back that are healthier. Dembele is probably playing the best that he's played at Barca. I mean, that's not really high standard, right? Because he's been mostly a flop for them. Um, I just think they're clicking on and firing on all cylinders right now. I don't think there's been a clear weakness with it. I think everyone that they've brought in that's had expectations is playing a lot better. And even Antoine Griezmann is just another guy that you could toss in there. Is he playing up to, you know, his transfer fee? No, but he's playing up to, to, you know, one of the better players in the squad and that's what you need out of him, at least whether or not he's going to be the player that he was at Atletico is a different story. So if you get a player like that, you win that match against Atletico bet, i mean Mm. you're you're not in the driver's seat to win the title but you put yourself in such a great position i mean they're both gonna they're
1: both gonna drop they're both gonna drop uh points between now and then right so it's gonna be really but
0: but at the end of the day it comes down to this one side had leo messi the other side has very talented players in a great unit but who are you gonna take your money on i'll go with leo messi man. i don't know that's just it that's just me I'm an obviously um obviously I'm an admirer of him um and what he's been doing. I don't know. I, I do ultimately think Atletico get it done. I think they're that good. Um but there is that window of opportunity here. And I'm not yeah. ruling
1: out Real Madrid. I think ever. it's going to be an interesting race. I think Madrid aren't out of it as well. Like um, I agree. Like let's see. Uh I'm trying to see what Madrid's faces <laughs> are
0: like like they don't yet. have anything insane. They had that match in the Derby I mean, against Madrid, Atletico. There's
1: Madrid-Barca on the 10th of April, and that's four days after the, the Real Madrid-Liverpool first leg. That's in between the two legs. So that's going to be fucking interesting, isn't it? See, I um,
0: see. I would have felt a lot better about Real Madrid if they ended up getting that win against Atletico in the Madrid Derby. But yeah. that draw helped Atletico more, and we discussed this last time. Um, it helped Atletico more than it did Real Madrid. Real Madrid, mm. you got to come away with the three points. You can't come away with a draw. They're Make yeah. up zero ground on them.
1: So, I mean, Barca. You know. Barca have it in their hands, right? If they beat both Madrid and, and Atletico, then they will probably Ugh. go on and you know, maybe win where, it. So let's see. But
0: where is that in the in the long long list of achievements for Leo Messi? If he, like if like he pulls this off, and I, and I understand it's a team game. I mean, it would be a,
1: an amazing country. way to see himself off, right, in Barcelona. It be. But does
0: he stay? Does he <sighs> stay at that point? Because your emotions are riding high, and you say, in the most chaotic moment in Barcelona's history, with Leo Messi, they end up winning the league title, and they say, "Okay, financial fair play isn't as big of an issue that we thought it would And maybe a Copa del Rey as well. Like, holy shit, you win a double in your (laughs) most chaotic year ever, and you win a double after coming off of of choking the title last year. If you want to say choke, right? I mean,
1: getting decimated in the Champions League, right? So, I mean, three years in a row, right? Sad said
0: well decimated and you know the liverpool one was just step the fuck up teammates step <laughs> the fuck up no like seriously though that was all on his team i won't blame him for that the other ones the others are just despicable like eight to two against Bayern. that's Sad. Coutinho scoring don't even
1: two goals, Jesus anymore. Christ! <laughs> yeah. Coutinho scoring two goals against you, like, oh, also,
0: again, again, some other NFTs that you would want to <laughs> you would want to own, right? Coutinho <laughs> goal <laughs> eight to two for for Bayern. That's uh, those get like thirty thousand retweets and one hundred and twenty thousand likes. It's insane. um But yeah, I think that's got to be the most interesting race. I don't know if you want to touch upon Serie A right now or the Cristiano Ronaldo situation before we wrap on up? Because I think it needs to be said, because we haven't got your thoughts on it. It's really just been me and Matt going back. I've and only forth. got
1: five minutes, but I'll, I'll go for it. I think um, I've said about it before, like when you get the opportunity to sign Ronaldo, you have to do it. Um, but I think it what it what what it is, mm-hmm. is if you sign him on the back of so many unsuccessful free transfers, right? So mm. we're talking Ramsey. We're talking Kadira. We're talking Rabio. Rabio. Like you have stacked talent there that is not that talented and very hard to shift, right? Like, by wages. Who, who is buying a 30 year old Aaron Ramsey on 300K a week? We, who we is buying yes. a Rabio whose mum is his agent and he has an awful attitude who's on 300K a, a week? Kadira's gone, obviously, but that still impacts you. Um, you know, you, your best player of the season is Quadrado at right back. Like that just doesn't <laughs> seem right to me. Do you know? You what still I mean, you have Leo Bonucci,
0: who's on the decline, with incredible wages. By the way, they're yeah. like he's the highest paid defender in the league.
1: Buffon probably is on a decent amount and sitting on the bench. Like you've got Winston McKenney who is a. They're going to trigger player. that clause. Yeah, that, I like that's him. A pretty good.
0: Deal. That's the best deal <laughs> they've had in a while.
1: But game. he shouldn't be your best midfielder.
0: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when you when you not... had that swap deal with Arthur. And yeah yeah you're right you're he
1: right. shouldn't be your best midfielder and you know uh fair play Chiesa, great signing but i think follow
0: Dabala's a no-show
1: yeah da don't know what's happened there um i think that too many chefs in certain areas you've got bernardeski you've got kiesa you've got kalicevski you've got ronaldo you've got well Dabala, that's a that's an issue that they
0: have with bernardeski nobody wants yep. to take him he's on uh, around yeah. three and a half million euros per year if he, the guy wants to stay in italy Pet. No one can afford it, and the teams that could afford it don't want him because he's not good enough. He has zero goal contributions. I think if he has anything, he has an assist this year. Pet. We're talking about a guy they paid for €35 million euros on a transfer, gets paid around that, the 3500000 million. Doesn't have a solidified position, by the way. They just say, go on the right side. We don't know what your position is, but just go there.
1: Yeah, I think the Kulishevsky one's been sad as well because you've got a guy who was developing into – like, for me, I was like, this guy's one of the best... He's One of the best teenagers in, in the world at the moment, right? And mm-hmm. he goes from that to being bit par, shot of confidence. He's been great in moments, but, like, you've really stunted his development there. Um, and with players of that ilk, you've either got to play him week in, week out, and ride their mm-hmm. mistakes or you've got to get them out on loan again. And I think they've just mismanaged... I think they've mismanaged the squad. And like when you see how bloated that... like You have to get the right type of structure around Ronaldo to allow him to win, right? It's like any star. You need the players Mm -hmm. around them, and they don't have the players around them. And they've got a coach who, let's be honest, is is doing his best, but is is basically an extension of the Juventus board, right? He's not really a manager he is just being put there as a he's never managed he's a a substitute teacher right like I thought he would do really well but like when you kind of look into the background and the politics of Juventus like this guy is just a stopgap until they find whoever they want and at the moment he's just a an extension of that Juventus hierarchy
0: mm -hmm. but but here's the other thing real quick before you have to go my issue is this sure you get in Andrea Pirlo as a stopgap right Whatever, like you say, that's. I mean, by the way, this
1: all that shit that I've just said doesn't mean they should lose to Benevento, For fuck's sake, like. They, no, I mean? no, no, they should. But, but it was hilarious.
0: But um, it was hilarious. But Pet, but Pet, you fire Andrea Pirlo. Like, if you end up doing that, you have four managers. Then <laughs> that's going to be your fourth manager in four years with Cristiano Ronaldo, who's obviously very much so on the decline. By the way, and which makes it even tougher to replace a guy. Right? There was one thing where Zach Lowy was saying, okay. Juve did a great job of buying Cristiano Ronaldo, but they did a poor job of not buying Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, and Casemiro, right? That's the important thing. They couldn't do that. And then on top of it, they don't even have the guys within the attack to do that. Morata, uh, whatever. (laughs) And this is a culmination at the end of the day. That's another crazy
1: signing, right? Like... It's
0: hey, it's a it's a familiar it's a familiar name with them. They have no clue what they're doing with Paratici. I'm telling you, he has no idea. And the brains behind it all is the guy that's at Inter right now, and Bebe Marotta. Yeah. It's clear as day that guy knew yeah. what he was doing. By the way, on the free transfers, does them way better than <laughs> Paratici does. And Nedved, the decline is real with Juve. And there's a serious serious chance that if they keep this up, Pet, they're not going to make Champions League there's like it's if you look at the table there's Napoli breathing down their neck there's Roma's not going to be a threat Lazio won't be there but it's Napoli and Atalanta and if Milan keep the pace and they do that it's serious that they could only potentially win Supercopa and Coppa Italia but that that's for another day another discussion I know you're busy to go so plug yourself and your social media you keep slowly uh climbing up and and your new announcement by the way too Oh yeah, you can okay. find me
1: at Pep P E T B E R I S H A and uh yeah, uh, now part of the Fresh Arsenal team. Uh gonna be part of the Fresh Arsenal podcast as well. So they're gonna help them uh grow that site, grow that podcast. Petful. So the pet pool as, the, as we call it hashtag pet pool um i don't really have that much pool. i'm sorry guys um yeah so i've got a load of other things that i'm going to be announcing uh soon as well which is uh pretty cool been a really busy stressful few weeks but uh <laughs> yeah hit, hit, here we go and we'll we'll see if uh, fabrizio wants to announce them but yeah no thanks everyone for listening and uh, it's been great to be back
0: all right, and you could just follow Matt as well at Matt underscore Santangelo. You could He's got enough me, uh...
1: followers, man.
0: He d- yeah, but 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 <laughs> he deserves a little no, bit. He of deserves a, loads uh, more, man. He does. He does. He he makes all those um. Uh, Videos that get put out for the podcast, the short clips. That's always Matt, Um, whatever Photoshop stuff, silly, corny jokes. That's all Matt, the terrible jokes, 100% Matt. Um, Obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at Martino Puccio. Matt and I do the Milan Reports podcast as well. You can check some of myself out with The Athletic. I'm expanding outside of Serie A, so stay tuned for that on April Fool's Day. It's not going to be a joke because I'm letting you know ahead of time. Other than that, you guys can listen to some more.